Hey everyone, welcome to Walk the Talk with Des and Carlos, a podcast where we talk about life as we walk it out. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. It is the Lord's desire to be involved with the affairs of men and to give them hope. Des and I are here to share this hope as we share our life and the things we've learned throughout our walk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Walk the Talk with Des and Los. Welcome back, guys. So this week, we are talking about foolishness versus wisdom. Yes. We were talking about this and reading some verses, um, just kind of getting prepared of what we're going to talk about. And it's amazing how many how many times the Bible mentions foolishness. <laughs> And that says a lot. I guess God is really trying to warn us against being foolish, right? Yeah. Any any one of us is capable of it. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. It's very true. you have any first thoughts or I can jump in? Well, go ahead and jump in. I know you had a verse. Yeah, of course. This one, probably everybody's heard this verse. And if you haven't, well, now you do. I'm going to read it in a couple translations. And this one says in the New King James, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and destruction, excuse me, instruction, not destruction, <laughs> wisdom and instruction. And in the Passion Translation, it says, we cross the threshold of true knowledge when we live in obedient devotion to God. Stubborn know-it-alls will never stop to do this, for mm. they scorn true knowledge and wisdom. And I wanted to just read a couple of footnotes that I found very interesting mm-hmm. um, that went with the Passion Translation there. And for this one here, it says, uh, many translations render this, the fear of the Lord, which means much more than the English concept of fear. It implies submission, awe, worship, and reverence. Mm. And then if you go down to where it talks about, it says stubborn know-it-alls or foolish ones. And it says, there are three Hebrew words translated fool in the Proverbs, and another six that are related to a fool are foolish acts. A fool is described in Proverbs as one who hates true wisdom and correction with no desire to acquire revelation knowledge. Wow. Yeah. So when I think about the fear of the Lord, obviously, we're reading that book from John Bevere called The Awe of God. Mm-hmm. And that's been a very big conversation in our house for a while because we have been saying how much this world needs the fear of God again, yeah, and even the church. And really quick, I'm going to share um, from that book, there is a part where John Bevere is talking about an experience that he had. And in the book, he was speaking at some event in, I can't remember which country it was, definitely go read the book, putting a plug in there. <laughs> mm. So he was talking about this experience where he was about to go speak and it was a full like stadium or something. It was hundreds, thousands of people. Yeah. And he was about to go speak. And when he goes to walk on the stage, he looks and he was even watching people, excuse me, during worship. And he said that as he was watching, even during worship, that people were just like if there was nothing going on, like they were just hanging out at a party, just talking to each other, just yeah. conversating, laughing, like just completely oblivious. Yeah. And so when he went onto the stage, he said, he looked around and still people were the same. And he said the the way that the Lord told him to to address the people, 
to get their attention and make them realize because he was saying that he didn't feel like, you know, that real heavy presence of God when, when, when people are really reverencing and just in that place of worship with God, like he says, he didn't feel that. And mm-hmm. yeah, that was a great band, great music and all that. But he was saying that when he, he opened his mouth and he started speaking and the Lord was telling him to say some pretty strong words. And he was saying something to the effect of, you know, if a king or somebody was standing here, how would you, um, how would you present yourself? What would your demeanor be like? And he was like, literally God is here, but you're just going about like it's, it's nothing is happening. Like it's just, mm-hmm. you know, any old Joe Schmo. Yep. Yeah. And so he was saying that, we have got to get back to remembering who God is. Mm. God is our king. God is yeah. the creator of the universe. God is amazing. And we have to have that demeanor with him again. And mm-hmm. he really gave like a good scolding to these people. Yeah. And it made them like, he says when he said that, they shifted and he felt the the atmosphere change and like the hearts of the people were convicted. Mm-hmm. And they started to a lot of them started to cry and repent. Hmm. And after that happened, he said it was such, God gave them such an experience mm-hmm. where they felt the awe of God, the, the, like his presence was so, so, so powerful in that place. Wow. And as, I remember when I was reading that chapter, even I just, I, I mean, even now I can feel it. I'm like, that's what we have to get back to. <laughs> and when you think about the fear of God in that way, it's not talking about fear in God, like, oh, God, you're going to kill me. I mean, yeah, he could, but it's talking about a reverence, yeah. like this reverence. Like if you think about reverence, it's like even more than a king. It's just like this. I mean, even like somebody who is a king, you know, they could be like off with your head, mm, you know, if right. you do anything wrong. And so, we're talking about... Yeah. The most powerful being in exactly, the universe. Exactly. So when you think about that, yeah, we should have a healthy fear of God. Yeah. We should, because when you have that, you won't do stupid things. Yeah, Jesus himself said to some of his disciples, don't fear the ones that could do harm to your body. But when you die, they can't do anything more. He said, I'll tell you who you should fear. Fear God, who yes. has who has power to... Um, you know, after you're you're dead, has power to basically sentence you to hell. Mm-hmm. And he said, I, I, "I'm telling you, fear him. He's the one you should be fearing." Exactly, and it's true. And and we talk a lot about the way that we were brought up. And yeah, there was you know there was legalism and stuff. But besides that, we were instilled with such a fear of God in that way that has kept us. And I realize when I look, I'm so grateful for that mm. because having that fear of God has, I'll be honest, there's certain things I just, I would not even think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going back to where you started, you know, the fear of the Lord being the beginning of wisdom. Yes. It's so true. If you don't fear God, you would not really walk in wisdom. Mm-hmm. You will walk in foolishness. Exactly. You know, because... You'll take the things of God very lightly, mm-hmm. like nothing's going to happen. I could live however I want. I could do what I want. I don't have to go to that extreme. You know, I don't have to live out the word. God doesn't really mean that I have to live all this. I mean, he understands we're, we're not perfect. You know what I mean? And not having that reverence for God's word and that respect, God really means what he says when he says what he says in the word. 
not having that respect can cause you to live very loose and very unwise. Yeah, that's what I was getting to when I was saying that, that that's how we were brought up. Yeah. We were brought up with very strong convictions. Yeah. And those convictions, because of the fear of God that we have and Mm -hmm. had that we were brought up with, it instilled that in us, that there's just... There's this inner thing that we just won't steer from. Yeah. And if we do, it's like we feel the conviction of, of the Holy Spirit and makes us run back and say, God, I'm sorry, forgive me for that. Yeah. You know, and that's what should happen. And that's when the fear of God is lacking, that repentance isn't there. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the, our conversation that we had the other day. I told you I was reading about where it talks about godly sorrow versus worldly sorrow. Right. Whereas godly sorrow is if somebody say they um they mess up and they sin or something like that, it brings them to a place where they 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 might be crying, they feel horrible, but it brings them to repentance mm, and yeah. it, it makes them turn around from their ways, yeah, whereas worldly sorrow is more like, oh darn, I got caught, I'm gonna cry, and I'm You're gonna sorry do the more things. because you got caught exactly, right? and right. I'm you know I'm gonna do the things till people think I feel bad, but I just go back and right. I don't actually really repent. Right. There's no true repentance. Exactly. That's also, I feel like that goes along with the foolishness and wisdom. Hmm. Right. It kind of goes right along with it. Yeah. Well, moving right along in that same chapter of Proverbs, I like the part in uh, verse eight that says, my son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. And you and I both know how important it is to obey your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. That, in a sense, is a way of fearing God, too, because yes. there's another verse that says, honor your father and your mother mm-hmm. so that your days will be long yep. on the earth. And honoring our father and mother is honoring what they teach us, honoring what they tell us, <laughs> yes, how they live their lives and demonstrate are an example to us biblically. You know? Yeah. Yep. That's so good. I'm looking here and it's funny. If you read the book of Proverbs, I mean, literally Proverbs is such an amazing book. There's so much in Proverbs, but it there's so much talk about foolishness and mm. fools. And yeah. like Proverbs 12, 15 here says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Yes. And then 10, 23 says, doing wrong is like a joke to a fool, but wisdom is pleasure to a man of understanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much. It's basically, it's foolishness versus knowledge, wisdom, and wisdom comes from God. Yeah. That's something that comes as you are seeking God and you're seeking his heart, his mind, just everything. Yeah. When you're not, you're being foolish. Mm-hmm. You know, when you just you just want your own way or you just... You just don't care. That's foolish. That's what that's what the Bible's talking about when you're foolish. You despise wisdom. You despise correction. Correction mm-hmm. is a big one. I mean, people who don't like to be corrected, you watch those people and their lives, it's so bad. It's so sad to watch people's lives that, that don't want any kind of correction, think they know it all. Yeah. You watch those people's lives and they are it never goes well. They're for heading them. to disaster. It really is. That's why the Bible instructs that. The, the crazy thing about it is they're heading to destruction, right? But they don't see it. Exactly. They don't see it. They don't. When you live a life apart from wisdom, you live it however you want to live it, 
you're not going to see where it's leading to. Exactly. That is so true. It's like you have these blinders on, you're just completely blind and you can't see things for what they really are. Right. I feel like you you open yourself up to deception where then you're you're thinking, oh yeah, I'm great. Everything's fine because yeah, in a worldly view, it might look like you you might be doing great, but your soul is jacked up. Yeah. And thinking about correction, like we were talking about, I can say from my own life, I know, I remember I went through a phase where my mother could tell you I was a knucklehead when I was younger and mm. I was stubborn and I was strong-willed and I didn't want to hear nothing. Mm-hmm. But that didn't last so too long. Thank God I learned pretty quick. I realized I was one of those people that's like, I might mess up or I might this or that, but Mm. I was pretty quick to be like, you know, I I think I'm going to learn from that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I realized even when you mess up, it's okay if you take that and you learn from it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. But even better than that, like Carlos was saying, take instruction from your mother and your father. But I say that also from other people who are in your life, people of authority. Yeah. Maybe pastors or other leaders or just people that God has put in your life in that way. You know, take their advice, take their wisdom and learn from it. Because it's like we always say with our kids, we have tried so hard to pour into them because we don't want them to go through the things that we went through. Right. So important. I like what you said right there, because some people would hear correction and they'll take it as, oh, he's judging me or she's judging me. You know, and it's not that you're being judged, it's accountability. People who are wise say things to people because they see things. Yeah. They see things. You know, they see where your life is headed. Mm-hmm. They see that if you keep going that direction, you're heading towards disaster and they're trying to help you avoid that. Yes. You know, so it's important that when you hear a pastor, a teacher, or somebody who's wise, speak into your life that you're open to it. Mm-hmm. I admit it myself, it's not easy sometimes to hear correction, but you don't have to acknowledge it right there and then, but sit on that and meditate on it when you get home. When you're somewhere alone, think about what that person said mm-hmm. and ask God, Lord, does this apply to me? Is this for me? Mm-hmm. And you'll find more often than not that it is for you. It is a word for you. You know, even though it's hard to swallow, yes, those hard pills to swallow, a lot of times, (laughs) they really are for you. Best ones, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so true. I like that you said that because, like you said, it can be hard, but it's so necessary to be willing to, I mean, the Bible tells us to search, we have to search our hearts. Yeah. And that's part of that, being willing to actually see the fact that we might be wrong. Yeah, you don't want to get to a place where... All hell is breaking loose. You're facing the consequences of your actions. And then and then you're saying to yourself, why didn't anybody tell me? Why didn't somebody say, don't go that way or don't do this or don't act like that? But oftentimes, if you rewind and you're really honest with yourself, you'll see that God placed people along your path and did speak a word. But often we tune people out. We lower the volume. We change the channel. We don't want to hear it, yeah. you know, and we have to be careful with that because yes. we close ourselves off to wisdom when, mm. we, when that's our attitude. That's so true. In that same verse 20, chapter one, Proverbs verse 20, it says, wisdom calls aloud outside. 
wisdom is obvious. She's constantly speaking to us. It says, she raises her voice in the open square. She cries out in the chief concourses at the openings of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke, it says, turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Yes. You can't get more simple than that. Literally. The word is so full of instruction when it comes to foolishness and wisdom. And when you were talking about how, when you were talking about that, it made me think about the fact that sometimes I feel like people with different personality types it can be harder. Like when you are somebody who's just naturally stubborn or you can be very hard-headed and think you know it all, those type of people, I feel like it can take longer sometimes to break out of that and actually yeah. be willing to hear the fact that somebody else might be right. Yeah. But that's I believe that's why the Bible has so much about this and tells us why even, I don't care how old you get, you have to be willing to be teachable. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to learn and be continue to grow and be taught and be corrected. You're never you're going to stop growing. Right. And that's when you see people that get to a certain age and they think they know everything and then instead of listening to a word or reading a book and taking it in and letting it change them and examining themselves with that, they take it more like, "Oh yeah, no, I know that." No, yeah, yep, I know that too. Shoot. And we're 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 closing in on our 50s and we don't know everything. Goodness. As much as we've learned lived, in life, we'll never we, don't, know anything. we don't know everything. Literally. You, know? you have to keep an open ear to mm-hmm. instruction, to wisdom, yeah. to being taught, exactly. to being corrected. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. I was just telling this recently to somebody that I ask Holy Spirit all the time. Every single day, I ask Holy Spirit to help me to stay teachable. Mm-hmm. That if I ever have a moment of prideful thinking or anything like that, just slap me around and knock me in the head so that I realize, oh, no, nope. You yeah. better get in your place and realize you always need to be able and willing to learn and yeah. hear from somebody. And don't just take it like head knowledge. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And thinking about foolishness, thinking about foolishness and wisdom, I think a big part of that is your choice. Mm-hmm. It's, what are you going to oh, choose? Yeah. Are you going to choose what you want? Are you going to choose what you think? There's always a choice. Always a choice. Literally, it's minute by minute, second by second. There's always a choice, whether it's going to be God's way or is it going to be my way? Mm-hmm. And if you're always struggling with that, you have got to be willing to lay it down and say, you know what? Every moment of every day, God, it's your way. It's mm-hmm. not my way. Because... God is, I like to put it this way, God is, when you think about him, he's so sovereign. Mm-hmm. He's been around forever. He's going to be around forever. Yeah. And he knows the beginning from the end, like the Bible says. So when you think about a being, someone that knows every detail of everyone on the earth, he knows your life he knows before you came to the to this world, he, he knows what you're going to be like afterwards. Yep, he knows the very thoughts you think. So when you think about that, it should make you realize maybe he's somebody that I can trust that that it knows better than I do. Right. 
because I'm this little tiny being compared to him. And we think sometimes that our minds are so big and great, but God's mind is greater than we could ever even fathom. Yeah. And when you think about that, it should make you really, I feel like it contributes to that fear of God and wisdom. Absolutely. Like when you glean from that and you're willing to learn from him constantly. Yeah. I feel like he's the one who we should be laying our lives down for and saying, God, guide me and lead me through this life. Right. Because I don't see what's coming, but you do. Right. And there's always consequences to wrong choices. Yes. Always. We don't want to, we don't want to believe it, but there are. Yeah. If I continue on that same chapter, it says, because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke, mm-hmm. I also will laugh at your calamity. And this is wisdom talking. Wow. I will mock when your terror comes, when your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel and despised my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. And it says, but whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Wow. There's so much. (sighs) Wow. Yeah. So in a nutshell, seek wisdom and put foolishness aside. Yeah. Think about it, man. I know we both come from some stuff, but I know I can think back on many times in my life where I was foolish. All the same. Same. I think we all can. There's points in everyone's life where we were foolish and did foolish things, but... It's the fact that we turn away from foolishness. Yeah. Because it's not worth it. Absolutely not. It's not worth it. It's having your own way, doing your own thing, and and thinking that you got it all together, that you know what your life should look like. Mm -hmm. That's foolishness. Mm -hmm. That's what he's talking about. Make wise choices. It's so easy to fall into that, but it's also, people think it's so hard to come out of that. It's choices. Right. It's the little choices that you make, the little right. choices of what you think and what you desire and how much you're willing to lay down. Yeah. Because when you're willing to lay your life down, like really, really lay it down. Yeah. I'd say that's really the beginning of it is when you reach that place, that's when God can say, yep, all right, let's do this. Yeah. Let, I could work with this. Yeah. There's got to be surrender. I like what you said about the little choices, little things, because a lot of times... There are little things in life that we disregard and we say, oh, that's a, such a small thing. If It's okay. I can do this. Mm. And those are the things that cost us the most. So true. They hold us back the most. They do. The devil only needs a little bit. Yeah. He only needs a little bit. So pay attention to those small things you disregard. Yes. And think, you, oh, I don't have to take, I don't have to tighten up on that. I don't have to take care of that. You know, mm-hmm. pay attention to those things because oftentimes those are the things that are leading you down to a path you don't want to be in. That's the truth. That is so true. Everything literally starts with your thoughts. Your yeah. thoughts and 
all of that. We we talked about that, but I think that's amazing. That was a good word, hon. Mm-hmm. Amen. So I think we are at a good place to end. So I hope everybody has a great rest of your week. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Walk the Talk with Des and Carlos, a podcast where we talk about life as we walk it out. If this show has impacted you in any way, please leave us a review and what you thought about our show in the comment section of the podcast, as this will help our program reach greater audiences. But besides that, we just love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Walk the Talk with Los and Des. Thank you again for listening. And for now, Des and Carlos would like to say, see you you next week. week.